But here's what I'll tell you. Growing up the way I did, um, it took me another six years. So my oldest at the time was six. I had another one that was four. They're now 17 and 15. And I was, I was lost. I wasn't doing anything like I grew up, you know, like nothing. I wasn't heavy handed. I wasn't drunk. I wasn't like doing all these horrible things, but I wasn't there and I wasn't very coping. good at it. Yeah. I was coasting. I was drifting. Yeah. Drifting. Well, yep. everything kind of came to a head one night and I, like I said, I was a medical device sales. I had a horrible day at work lost my biggest customer that was probably about 40% of my business, which was going to majorly impact my, my family's income for the next 18 months. Lost my biggest customer, was very frustrated, was very pissed off, came home. My four-year-old, who's 15 now, stepped out of line as any four-year-old would, and I spanked him. And I always swore to myself I was never going to put my hands on my kids out of anger. I spanked him. And unfortunately, I spanked him, and he fell he lost his footing and he fell. And I was like, Oh my God, what have I just done? And I went to pick him up and he looked at me like coming at, at him with my hands like this. And he shuddered like this in yeah. absolute fear. Yep. And I was like, Oh my God. So that was the night. That was it. That was the line in the sand. Yep. And I was done with that. And I, and I went into my office and really started thinking about things and that night, I actually started a Facebook page, which is still there today, which is now called the Dad Edge. It was called the Good Dad Project. But I started this page because I'm like, and I never started a page. I never did it for a following. All I was just like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I have no idea what I'm doing in marriage. I have no idea what I'm doing in parenting. All I know is what I, what I, what I don't want, and that's yep. not enough. Hey parents, welcome back to Parenting on Purpose, your podcast for the entrepreneurial parent, the homeschool parent, and those parents not wanting to be in a box. So I'm really excited. We have another dad brand here today, and I'm just so motivated by the amount of like present fathers that we have uh, in our space. It seems like this guy might have started the whole thing. So we have Larry with us today. Larry, how are you? Hey, what's going on? Good to be here. Thank you for having me. So it seems like you kind of like this movement, you said you've been doing the, the dad edge type specific podcast for eight to 10 years. Yeah. It's so I've been podcasting since 2015 and, uh, been doing this, I guess I, I started it in 2012. That's so awesome. I love it. Well, we'll get into the story of the dad edge, the brand, why you decided it was uh, necessary and kind of what you stand for in a minute. Um, but I always like to start off because we have such like cool guests from very different types of backgrounds in almost every continent now. And it's always fun to have like a common thread to ask just to see how people answer. So I'd like to know, what do you do, Larry, to show up on purpose in your life, whether it's as a dad, as a husband, entrepreneur? So what, what do I do to show up? What's one thing that you do? It could be like a practice or maybe like a mental thing to show up on purpose in your life. Like what's like a, like a check-in or something that you do that you implement? So, I mean, there's, there's many of them. It just depends on, you know, what it is that, um, you know, that I, I'm really focused on as far or, or what, even during the day, you know, so it's like, when, like right now, you know, it's the middle of summer, you and I are talking, I have four boys, the 17, 15, nine and seven, my nine and seven year old are at camp. And so right now the house is quiet. Um, my 15 year old is a football practice and my 17 year old is actually working from with my brother-in-law. So he picked up some summer work with him and doing some hard labor, which is cool. Um, so right now, you know, I am solely focused on, on everything that we're, we got going on at dad edge, right? This is like the, I, I like to use the word container, like the container that you work in, you know, it's like, this is solely what I'm doing right now. And then, you know, it's going to look a little different come four o'clock this afternoon right? When the kids come strolling back in, walking through the door, then I got to put on my dad hat. Um, I, I'll share with you one thing that I think has been really meaningful to a lot of guys out there. Um, I, and I actually just did a training on this and this is great for just moms too, is this transition period between our work mode and family mode. So, uh, there has to be, in, in my opinion, there has to be like this very deliberate, transition from work mode into family mode because, and I would say, especially for men, because we're not good at it. 
There's really no other way to put it. We're just, we're not good at it. In other words, you know, the best way I can describe it, you know, a lot of guys are just like, Hey, I don't know what the missing link is. And then when I share with them, I was like, well, you know, think of it as if you were to run the hundred meter dash. Right. And then, you know, if you've ever ran track, which I never did, but I've ran, you know, and we sprinted and raced, you know, growing up and that kind of thing. I was like, what, what are the hundred meter dash racers doing, you know, five, 10, 15 minutes before they get ready to get on those blocks. Right. Like, oh, they're jumping around They're They're practicing the explosion off of the blocks. Right. They're, they're doing a few steps. They're stretching. They're kind of doing some, some high knees or whatever. Right. But they're getting, what they're doing is, is they're getting warmed up. Some of them even have music going on in their AirPods, you know, like they're getting, they're getting ridiculously dialed in to that race mentally, emotionally, and even physically. So there's a transition. They're not just getting off the bench and be like, Oh yeah, I think my hundred meters race is coming up right now. I'm going to go do it. But that's what a lot of us parents do when we go to that transition, we just go in cold. And what happens is, is we don't, we don't show up in our, I, I think in our most confident, most authentic, most, most powerful selves where yeah. we're servant leader and all that. So there has to be a transition. I usually like to take 10 minutes, whether that's deep breathing, whether that's vision, doing some visioning work, you know, or even like doing some cardio or doing a workout in some way, shape or form to get my mind, my body and everything like ready, you know, for, for dad, for husband. Right. Cause if I don't do that, if I walk, you know, 10 paces out of this office and right in, I've got the hamster wheel still going with everything that I did in, in, in the bit, in the business and in the mission that day, that's still how my brain is working. And that's not dad. That's not husband. That's, that's work. Right. So I think that's a huge practice. The other thing too, is I think it's, it's really important to have a very solid morning routine and whatever that looks like for you. Um, I'm, I'm big into that as well. Uh, and, I also think it's it's really important that when you go to bed at night that you you just simply review the day. I have a practice that I do. Um, I like to use the term, and we we've we've termed that. I don't know if it's a term with that we've created. I, I doubt that, but um, we train our guys and dad edge to look through the lens of an appreciative eye. In other words, you know what we focus on expands and what we focus on grows so if we're focusing on all the stress and all the bad things and all the horrible things that are going on all the things that are pressing on us well that's what's going to show up in our life if we focus on the things that we appreciate most and the things we have gratitude for yeah. well those are the things we're going to see too and there's one thing that i do and i just started this probably a couple months ago but I, I have a shared family album in my iPhone that I share with my, my wife and my two older boys who have phones. Um, the, what I, we call it Hagner family gratitude. So I take photos throughout the day and quite frankly, they're super simple. Like, you know, it could be like last night I took a photo of me and three out of the four kids who went and got snow cones after we did baseball practice, you know? And I was just like, this is cool. Like, and it's so simple. The other thing too, is I have my oldest son, my 17 year old help. He's helping me coach my seven year old's baseball team. And I took a photo of him doing, he's like, Hey, do you mind if I do like, um, this, this, like the lesson of the day for like the, uh, at the end of practice, I'm like, yeah, man, go for it. So I videoed that and I put that in the family album. So just things like that, that I just want to capture, you know, and just like let them set kind of into my heart of like, man, that was a high point moment. That was a cool moment today versus like, uh, Today was so hard because there's plenty of that, but I try to always look through the photos that I took throughout the day, put those into those albums. The other thing too, is throughout the day, looking through that lens of an appreciative eye, I'm looking for those moments. So I'm constantly on alert for those. So those are three things that I think have been helpful. And it seems like you're training your kids to do the same, right? It's that reticular activating system, like expect success, expect, I did it with my daughter. Our oldest daughter came to us through adoption and she's honestly the best thing that's ever happened to me. Um, I told my husband, like he secured the deal when he, in, when he introduced her, like I liked him, but she, she, she was the one that told me, um, but we did the same for her. We always say like expect magic because she was little when she came to us and that was the reference point she needed at that point in her life. Um, but that's so cool. So you had, you do a lot of different things throughout the day to, to show up on purpose. And that's very common from what I find from a lot of successful, um, business owners and just successful adults, parents. Um, so that was a great answer. I appreciate it. So I want to start with 
what made you decide that the dad edge was something that was needed? What were you seeing in like your cohort of men or in yourself um, that you're like, okay, there needs to be like an infrastructure around men specifically. And then tell us a little bit about what you focus on. Cause as I mentioned, we have a lot of dad brands that have come on the show and I love watching how different they are. Some are like sacred masculinity. Some are like um, very like religious based. Some are like fitness warriors, like kind of reminds me of your like Spartan mask back there. Um, so it's just always cool to see the dad's perspective. Um, and we have a lot of like right now, my subscribers are pretty 50, 50 dads. Awesome. Yeah. Because we all just want to get better, right? Iron sharpens iron. And I feel like the women who do subscribe to this channel are very much in that same mindset, right? We want to we want to grow and learn. So it's, it's just always cool. So yeah, tell us a little bit about the dad edge. What made you decide it was, uh, in, you needed, like it needed to be in service for people. And then how did you develop like the curriculum? I mean, I gotta be honest. Um, this was not something like sunshine rainbows and something beautiful at first. Okay. It was something that was really hard. Um, I was raised in a pretty crazy environment. You know, I, uh, my mom was married three times. She dated several guys in between each marriage. You know, that was a span over like 20 years. Um, so there was my, my entire childhood was just this revolving door of men that were like, literally come in, they were toxic. They were partiers. A lot of them were alcoholics, abusers, and then they would just leave and never see him again. Wow. And the interesting thing about my biological father is my mom and him were married for four years. Uh, then they had me, they got married really young. They got married at like 21. They had me four years later. And then nine months after I was born, they had a horrible divorce split up. I didn't see my dad. My mom got remarried when I was four. He was my stepdad. Um, he stuck around till 10, till I was 10. They got divorced. It was a terrible experience. Um, but it was just really, really toxic. So I started asking a lot of questions because I had no recollect. I had no recollection of my dad whatsoever. In fact, it's kind of crazy. Like I actually thought, the moms go out and find dads and like, that's how right. and kids just magically appeared. So when I realized I was like, wait a second, like this dude didn't even come around until I was four. Like, where did I even come from? So I started asking my mom questions. I was like, Hey, where, where did I come from? Like, who, who's my dad? And she's just like, well, I was actually married before. And I was like, what? I had no idea. Oh, yeah. And she told me, and I was like, where, where is he? And she's like, she told me his name and showed me the wedding album. I was like, where is he? And she's like, I, I have no idea. We haven't spoken in years. Like I have no, no clue where he's at. I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know if she knew where he was at. just whatever. But, um, when I was 12, I actually met him and it wasn't planned. It was by mistake. So wow. yeah, I met him and he lived three miles from us, had no idea. And then, um, I, we had this relationship. He was remarried at the time, had a two-year-old son, so I had a two-year-old half-brother, and then he had another one on the way. And as soon as I met him, I was just like, oh, my God, this is awesome. This is my real dad. Like, I immediately, on the, upon the first meeting him, I called him dad. And, you know, we had this really cool relationship for about five months. And he came to all my Little League games, and I hung out with him every week, and I spent time at his house with his family. And then about month five, things got really weird, like almost like distant. And the best way I can describe it now that I'm an adult is think of a guy that you've dated and he's just not into you anymore, but he hasn't told you, but you know, it's coming. That, that was the feeling. Like, I was just like, I don't know what's going on here. I just feel like he's like trying to do the fadeaway. So I called him up one day and I'm like, Hey, what's going on? How old are you at this point? You're like 12? 12. Oh, God. I was 12 and I, I called him and I was just like, this, something doesn't feel right. And I called him. And I don't even know, to be honest, like what was said. I just remember how it ended and it ended with him leaving again. And we completely split, you know, split up right? We're wow. in our separate ways. And <clears throat> so my mom continued to date, got remarried again. And it just became like, okay, here's another one. Here's another one. And so I went on to high school, went on to college, graduated, uh, was into med I was, I was in a career of medical device sales. So great job, lucrative job, married to my college sweetheart, still am today, pregnant with our first son. I'm 30 years old and I'm in a Starbucks here in St. Louis for a meeting and who came walking in for his morning coffee, but my father, the wow. one I, and I hadn't seen him in 18 years. Yeah. Goosebumps. Yeah. And I saw him and was like, did he oh, recognize you? No, he had no, no idea. I was even there. And one of the coworkers that was with me, we were, we were also good friends outside of work. So she kind of knew the story and, uh, 
I was like, Hey, I was like, uh, you'll never guess who, <laughs> who just walked in here to get coffee. She's like, who? And I was like, my father. And she's like, what? And I was like, yeah, yeah, my father. And she's like, oh my God, where is he? And I was like, he's right there. He's about 20 feet away from us. She's like, oh my God, what are you going to say to him? I'm like, nothing. I'm not going to say a thing. I was like, I haven't seen him since I was 12. What am I going to say to him now? Well, she took it upon herself to just go over there and walk over and start talking to him. And I was like, oh my God, what is she doing? I would have done the same thing. <laughs> really? Yeah, I could tell yeah. by the way you were just Divine like, intervention, man. Right? Come on. <laughs> so anyway, I don't know what was said. All, in all I think what she told them was like, hey, you don't know who I am, but I just want to let you know that, you know, your son's here in this coffee shop and I think you would do well to meet him or, or reconnect with him. So he came over, we talked, well, here we are 17 years later and we've got a relationship. So I still have two younger half brothers, very close to them. My dad's still married to the same woman. He's a very successful entrepreneur, business owner. Um, but here's what I'll tell you growing up the way I did. Um, it took me another six years. So my oldest at the time was six. I had another one that was four. They're now 17 and 15. And I was, I was lost. I wasn't doing anything like I grew up, you know, like nothing. I wasn't heavy handed. I wasn't drunk. I wasn't like doing all these horrible things, but I wasn't there and I wasn't very coasting. good at it. Yeah. I was coasting. I was drifting. Yeah. Drifting. Well, yep. everything kind of came to a head one night. And I, like I said, I was a medical device sales. I had a horrible day at work, lost my biggest customer. That was probably about 40% of my business, which was going to majorly impact my my family's income for the next 18 months. Lost my biggest customer, was very frustrated, was very pissed off. Came home. My four-year-old, who's 15 now, stepped out of line as any four-year-old would. And I spanked him. And I always swore to myself I was never going to put my hands on my kids out of anger. I spanked him. And unfortunately, I spanked him and he fell. He lost his footing and he fell. And I was like, oh my God, what have I just done? And I went to pick him up and he looked at me like coming out at him with my hands like this. And he shuddered like this in yeah. absolute fear. Yep. And I was like, Oh my God. So that was the night. That was it. That was the line in the sand. Broke you. Yep. And I was done with that. And I, and I went into my office and really started thinking about things. And that night I actually started a Facebook page, which is still there today, which is now called the dad edge. It was called the good dad project. But I started this page because I'm like, and I never started a page. I never did it for a following. All I was just like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I have no idea what I'm doing in marriage. I have no idea what I'm doing in parenting. All I know is what I, what I, what I don't want. And that's yep. not enough. So I was just like, well, what if, what if I could learn this stuff? Like, what if this is a skill just like anything else? And I started really looking at things that I was good at, which was a short list, still is. <laughs> and, you know, like I was doing like an example, right? So I was, I, I loved martial arts I, at that point in time. I think I was doing martial arts for 10 years and I, I loved it and I was somewhat decent at it. And I was like, why am I somewhat decent at martial arts? Well, it's, I go every week. I have an instructor. I have a coach. I have a mentor. I have another, I have a community, an entire community of people that I learn this with, that I practice with. There's always somebody who's teaching me, somebody who's doing life with me and somebody I'm also mentoring. Yep. So it's, it's this incredible education. I was like, do the same rules apply for marriage and parenting? Maybe, but I, let me go figure it out. Let me see. So I started learning things just like skills around communication, listening, creating an environment of psychological safety, generative questions, voice tone, like all these different things that really are the stickiness in relationships. And I started implementing them and I just started sharing it on that page. I didn't do it for anybody. I actually did it just for me. I was like, I just want to log up everything that I'm learning. And then suddenly like that page got some traction and got started getting followers. And then I was just like, maybe there's something here. And then I started the blog in 2013 and I got tired of blogging after two years and I wasn't doing it for a following. Like I said, no traction or anything. And I was like, I think I want to start a podcast. And I was like, I just want to start a podcast because I'm tired of typing. I just want to have conversations with people. And I had, I always joke about this. I had 10 good ideas for podcasts. And then after that, I was on God's good humor. And I looked this morning, we're at 1,034 interviews and I'm oh, like, wow, that's amazing. yeah, so it's been a lot, but to answer your question, it's just been this 
unbelievable evolution of learning, you know, through a thousand plus experts. You know, I've written a few books now. Um, and it's all been learning. It's, it's literally like, I will never be the guy that tells you like, Oh, I got this all figured out. I've arrived, man. I, I ha I haven't even scratched the surface. Like I'm still learning. Yeah, of course. And so everything we do, like we definitely have an arsenal of skills agendas now that we teach our guys, like in our mastermind and stuff like that. We teach men five different areas. And that is number one. And there's several different, like small branches of skills that go underneath these. But first one is creating an extraordinary marriage through elevated communication, connection, and intimacy. So that's one. The other one is uh, creating an incredible bond with your kids where you're a more resilient, calm father that makes memories and adventures with your kids, right? So that's, that's number two. Three is optimizing physical, mental, emotional health. So basically self-care. Guys like to neglect that one. Yep. Um, also financial mastery. You know, one of the things that we see stresses out families more than anything is finances. 50% of divorces are due to financial distress. So getting your money in order is a big one, right? And then the final one is leadership. Most of us really don't know. We, we think management and we think leadership, but leadership is much different. So we teach men how to lead from the front, lead themselves, lead in their family, lead in their careers. And, you know, those are diehard skills. A lot of us, and the final thing I'll say is this, a lot of us think that all these things are just feeling like, oh, I just, I'll wing it. Like I'll figure it out. Like that's, that's insanely frustrating. It's like going back to the good old days where you don't have a map and you don't have GPS in your car and you're like, I think I know when I'm going to get there. And I think I remember what turns to go. I'll figure it out along the way. And then, and then the journey to whatever destination you're going to is like, I was kind of stressed along the way. Cause I didn't know when to turn or what traffic was coming or what time I was going to get there. It just wasn't enjoyable. So sure. I hope that answers your question. That was great. Uh, I love the evolution. I love the story. One of the things that really like sticks out to me as you're talking is the why we started this podcast. Like we are all on our self mastery journey, our journey of evolution. And uh, because we're parents, we, you know, that obviously becomes something that is a focus in our life. But, um, and there is zero, you know, that, that is one of the most incredible and fulfilling things we'll do in our lives. But there's so much more to us as human beings that we want to evolve into, uh, play with, explore. And I think sometimes when you experience what you experienced, um, and I also am in medical sales, so it's really funny. I, I, Are you really? I actually am. Yeah. Um, That's so cool. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'll give you more details offline, but yeah. Um, loves, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so funny and I love it. Um, and we, I actually started the podcast we're, we're launching a food brand. My, my 15 year old that I mentioned, the one that I, we adopted, she's now ours fully. Um, she wanted to create healthier snacks and I have a three-year-old and we wanted to make something healthier. Uh, our family's all about like getting out in nature and hiking. So we decided to like, okay, let's go, let's go make a better version of a snack. And then we did hundreds of interviews and we learned oh that God. parents just, they just need tools. Right. And so my heart behind de developing the podcast is just to serve parents, to give parents who are like me, mm -hmm. like you that love being a parent, um, just other people to tag into, relate to, maybe tools for different professionals to use for different things, um, to help them enjoy the journey better, to help them find their purpose. Um, so cool. Because when we can lead from the front, as you said, um, that you don't really need to parent. You're developing a relationship with your kids and you're really just showing them life and then helping guide their decisions or even better, just being there while they decide how they want to handle their own life, right? Instead of telling them what they should do. So that's kind of how we got to this point. And man, it's been a crazy journey. Um, but what I see in your story, and <clears throat> I see a commonality with a lot of our speakers is you're, you, you're still figuring it out and you found your purpose through parenting. Like you became something you didn't want. And instead of just being okay with it, you said, no, I'm going to use this as an opportunity to become a better person. And I know so many people who in the next five to 10 years are going to be coming online with whatever that is in themselves. And I'm just so excited to like watch it. That stuff lights me up because I feel like that's why we're here <laughs> on this ball hurling through space. Um, and I just, <laughs> I just love seeing that. So what a beautiful story. And um, I'm so glad that you guys reconnect with your dad, but I'm even I'm even more glad that you are the type of parent you are because of it. There's this, 
it's a, I, it was like a Netflix series. It was like 10 years ago, but there were like a guy on death row and the chief of police and they had the same dad and their dad was this like mass murderer who got um, executed. And when they were interviewing the two sons, chief of police, also, also a guy on death row, um, they interviewed them and they, they both had the same dad and they said the same answer to the interviewing question. Yep. Yeah. They're like, with the upbringing I had, with the father I had, how could I have become anything else? Yeah, hundred percent. I it's who you I know. Think. Yeah, you know the story. I know the story, and I, I it's so funny that you talk about that because I, I refer to that actual story quite a bit. You know, it's I, I I think I think you're really onto something there because the story that we tell ourselves is the is the life and the world that we create. So you know, like. My stepmom always like, and again, I, I could tell you stories that would go on for hours and I would never do that. But like my stepmom, who my dad's been married to for 40 plus years, she kind of like shakes her head every now and again. And she's like, on paper, you should be in jail. Like on paper, you should be, you should be completely face planted and, you know, a loser in society because of like all the craziness. But I think that type of background will brew two types of people one, you, you illustrated both of them. You know, one of them is going to be a disaster. The other one's going to be a success. And it's the choices that you make on the flip side. Like I also need to be insanely careful, like, and I'm sure you're the same way. Cause you come across to me as like such a good on point mom. Right. And the, the other thing too, is, is I, I gotta be very cautious to not overserve my kids. Yep. You know, like, I'm like, listen, dude, like, I came from the school of hard knocks and I'm not going to give you like this, this incredibly coddled, comfortable life at all times. Right. I'm going to love you and I'm going to create an environment of psychological safety for you. You can come to me with anything, but you're going to do some work like an example of this. And this is super minor, super minor. Right. So my 15 year old's like, dad, I need a haircut. And as I say this out loud, this sounds this is the polar, sorry, that's my dog. This is the polar opposite of who I am because I am, I'm still like this gritty, like everything has been successful and we're comfortable and all that, but I like to keep the grit there. I like to keep the discomfort there. I don't like to be like, oh, you know, like we should have Jeffrey, our driver, you know, bring us to, and by the way, I don't have driver, but like, so for instance, my, my 15 year old wanted a haircut and we're going tonight. And I told him yesterday, I was like, you want a hair? I was like, I want a haircut too. I was like, I'll tell you what. And I usually make him pay for his haircut. And I was just That's like, fun. I'll tell you what, make you a deal. Let's make this into a date night. I was like, do you want to like, let's, let's make a whole evening of it. I was like, do you want to go play tennis? Cause he, he likes to play tennis. Or do you want to go to the firing range and shoot guns? He's like, I want to shoot guns. I was like, okay, cool. I was like, I'll take care of the gun thing. I was like, I'll, t I'll reserve lanes for us. I was like, but you make the appointment for our haircuts. And I was like, you know, I was like, and I want, so make me an appointment and a beard trim. I'll take care of the cost. And then we'll go out to dinner afterwards and hang out. And he's like, I got to call the haircut place. And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, can't you just get Jamie to do that? She's my assistant. I'm like, no, you want a haircut, you call, exactly. make the appointment. And he's like, that. and it, it kind of floored me because I'm like, Oh man, I, I got to watch like how much. And he's, he's a workhorse though, too. Like he is a workhorse. Like there's nothing comes easy to him. And he goes, what do I say when I call? And it's so exactly. funny. We live in like this digital world. Like these kids don't even like you and I, we'd call Domino's be like, yeah, I need a large sausage pizza. Right. These kids don't even know how to do that. Cause everything is a punch of a button. And I told him, I was like, call them. Well, I, first of all, I asked him, I was like, what do you think you need to say? He's like, well, I guess I need to figure out the time and then I need to tell him what I want. And I was like, yeah. And I was like, and he's like, okay. And I checked in with him later on yesterday. I'm like, Hey, did you make the appointment yet? And he goes, no, I haven't done it yet. And I was like, okay, I'll tell you what, the place you want to go to books up really fast. If you don't get the appointment, that's on you. And we, we're just not going to get haircuts. So I'm just, it's on you. So like I make them do these things. Right. Yeah. And even that, that's super minor. Right. But like. I make that, I'm not going to like, Hey, I'm not going to hold your hand. I'll guide you, give you a point in the right direction, but you got to do the work, man. You know? 
So there's a lot of fun things here that I want to unravel. Like one, as a woman, I love the masculine component because like my husband comes across a lot like you, but he's like very physically large. He's a Samoan dude. He's like 230, like six foot three, he's a big guy. Um, but he's like so gentle in his presence. Um, and I like really appreciate the structure that he allows, like sets for our family. It's super fun too, but like just gives that like calm. But then there's also that, like there's a safety to that. But we also, and I'm laughing uh, as you talk, because it's like game recognizes game. Because I'm like, we're just such heady people. You can just tell. You can just tell a basket case when you see one. Because it's like we overthink everything in our own lives and like how it comes across. And how do my kids perceive this? Am I setting them up for success? Am I doing too much? Um, but by and large, I like am all ab about what you are doing. Because I think you, those children see how to interact with the world. And they have enough guidance. And then they know... It doesn't have to be perfect. Just do it and move on and see and see how you see what you like. Like my daughter's yeah. 15 and she makes her like I've made her I've had her make reservations since she was like eight or nine. And like I said, I've been outside sales and my husband does sales and consulting. So it's hilarious. We like teach her how to cold call. We do like um, we run through our uh, scripts with her sometimes and we make her be like the customer. Um, and it's just it's just hilarious to watch her like interact with the world and how she expects people to answer because she just expects success because that's what she's been taught. So now she oh, owns sure. a little she owns a little dog walking ring in the neighborhood. She has like a little oh, business. Awesome. It's so good. Um, good for you. Yeah, she she she's just awesome. That's uh, here's incredible. Alex Ramosi talks about this all the time, right? It's like there's a like be a level 10 person with a level 10 opportunity. And I feel like kids are just level 10 beings and like just don't try to be like, you just can't be a level two parent, right? Your kids are already awesome. Just don't mess them up. Like that's, that's the whole goal. Just try and like parent or coach or love to like help them just be awesome because they already are. Um, but you said something and I love, we, we just had a, a guest on who is doing a money uh, financial literacy app for kids. He's a dad. Um, it's so cool. And he just, they interviewed like 50 of the wealthiest families in the world that have like generational wealth. And one thing they all had in common, which is don't pass on inheritance to your children, pass on heritage. And I think that talks a lot about what you are doing to, with dads is helping them discover how to set a heritage for their family, what type of morals are important to like uncover for yourself and then create a space for them to do that. So one, I just wanted to say thank you because I think that work is awesome. Um, but I'd love to hear like any stories you want to share or anything that comes to your heart for like maybe some guys that went through your program or some things that like they learned or you learned anything but that would be really cool. Yeah. So are you talking about just finances? It can be anything. Like when I think of like just the, I guess the family heritage, the family culture, having those, um, having those morals and values set as a family um, that I think, and I'll say this as a proud woman, I think has to come from the dad. I think a lot yeah. of that has to come from that masculine secure um, place. Right. Yeah. Um, such a good point And so well said, uh, so there's a few things. Um, so I, I'll just share with you, like, you know, what does team Hagner stand for? That, that's what we call our family team Hagner. And the reason we are team Hagner is because we're a team. Now, granted, you know, mom and dad are the captains, but we're a team. So I'll, I'll share with you some of the philosophies and we say these things very often. Um, what we stand for, we value experiences over stuff. We value memories over stuff and we value connection over stuff. You won't find us driving the finest cars. You won't find us wearing the nicest clothes. We all shop at TJ Maxx and Ross, right? We buy used cars, but what we will spend money on and time and resources is making memories and adventures go places you've never gone and do things you've never done. And, you know, this past weekend was father's day and I kind of get choked up thinking about it because we went on this very simple trip. Right. And the, all the kids gave me father's day gifts, which I'm not a gift person, but, and anytime anybody, my, my wife, my wife says, you drive me crazy with birthdays and father's day. Cause I was, she's like, what do you want? I was like, I don't, I don't okay. need a thing. I was like, you know, it just warmed my heart. Finally, this year I, I gave her some breadcrumbs because I really, I was like, I really need to tell her what's meaningful. Right. And I told her, I was like, you want to know what's the most meaningful thing in the world to me? 
the words you put on a card are any photos that I can hang that are memories. Awesome. And my wife got me this book and she put it together and it's 250 photos over the past several years of family adventures. And I just like looked at that book and I was just in awe. I was like, Oh my God, look at the things we've done. Right. And some of the trips, some of the adventures have been the most simple, cheapest, you know, things that are, that you, somebody would look at that and be like, uh, that was cool. I'm like, yeah, it was cool. Like we went caving as a family once, you know, and they were like, that sounds terrible. I'm like, no, it was awesome. But you know, my kids, you know, put these beautiful words on, on the cards. My, my, my little guys, like they, it was insane what my wife did. She's, she's awesome. My kids drew a photo, drew a picture. So like my nine-year-old drew a picture of me and him and I was wearing a hat and it was me and him. And you know, it just said, I love you, daddy. You're the best daddy. And my wife made custom socks out of the photo, awesome. out of the drawing. And then my, my, my other son drew this logo the best way he could, my seven-year-old okay. and he made socks out of it. Um, so we're big on experiences and capturing experiences, right. With each other and memories. And like this past weekend, we went to just this super cheap resort in Branson, Missouri, Branson. Uh, but we, we rented a boat and some jet skis on Mark Twain Lake. And it was the most beautiful weather. And I was talking to my son, my 15 year old. And I was like, so what do you think of this trip? He's like, ah, this is just the best. He's like, I can see us doing this for years to come when I have my own family. Oh, I was dude. like, I was like, dude, that's cool. I was like, I was like, can, can we come, you know, hang out with you and your family? He's like, that's a really dumb question. He's like, always. And for a 15 year old, yeah, you know, who's a awesome. football jock and you know, tough guy. And I was just like, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> so experiences over stuff, connection over stuff. That's a big thing. The other thing too is, um, it's a powerful one. It's a, yeah, it's, it's how we connect. Right. The other thing is do things that make you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Don't be afraid to fail, fail fast, fail and, and learn fast. So if you look at any little league game, you see parents that are freaking out over their kids, striking out, falling down, not making the goal, whatever it is. Right. I'm like, no, man, go out there and fail. Yep. Like go out there and try, do something you've never done. So fail fast, learn fast. That's another one. Like, don't be afraid to fail. Uh, that's a big one. Another one is <laughs> school. Your <laughs> this will cause some controversy, but your grades in school that will not determine your success in life. I always tell my kids, I'm like, listen, school will teach you some things, but it sure as hell won't teach you a lot. It will teach you how to work and to be disciplined and give you some grit on, on doing things that you really don't want to do. So you go out and do the things that you want to do later on. Right. But at the same time, um, don't think the polyelograms are going to rule the world. It's better to know how to do taxes. Yeah. It, one other quick conversation I'll share with you is so like, um, my oldest son who's working with my brother-in-law right now, we had this conversation. I'm like, you know, be very deliberate with, your time and your money. So like money management, time management, right? So like my 15 year old, or sorry, my 17 year old was really trying to decide whether or not to, and this is, by the way, this is one of our core things as well. It's like, let's talk about big decisions out loud. Yeah. You make the decision, yeah. but let's, let's give you some guardrails and some things to think about that you might not see some blind spots. So my, my 17 year old wanted to be a lifeguard because a couple of his buddies want to do it. Well, the lifeguard thing pays 12 bucks an hour after taxes. It's like nine or 10. And then on top of it, he had to take a certification class, which was going to cost him $300. Mm -hmm. And I looked at him and I said, Ethan, I go, I know you want to be a lifeguard, but I really think you need to discern if this is something you really want to do. Cause think about it. I was like, how many hours are you going to work a week? And he told me, and I, I, we calculated it out. I was like, do you realize you're going to have, you're working two and a half weeks for free? just to, just to cover cost on your certification. Cause this company won't, cause he asked I said, you need to ask the company if they're paying you for, for the certification. It's a great perspective. Like, no, right. And he goes, no, they're not. And in fact, they're making me buy my shorts, my whistle and all this other stuff. I was like, you're $350 in the hole before you even get started this job. <laughs> That's awesome. And I was like, is this something you really want to do? And he's like, I don't know. And I was like, what else can you do? 
And he's like, I really like working with my hands. I like working with Uncle Ryan. I like laying floors with him and stuff. But he, he likes that kind of stuff. So why don't you call Uncle Ryan? He's rehabbing a house right now. I was like, see if he needs some help. He's always telling you he needs help. Picked up the phone. He's like, dude, I, I need your help. I need you 40 hours this week. Awesome. Paying him $15 cash. I was like, Ethan, you just made 60% more money per hour tax-free without any cost. He literally made uh, in two days what he would have taken two and a half weeks to make at that job. And it was so cool to guide him through that decision out loud. So it's like, hey, big decisions, let's let's think about them out loud. So that's another family thing that we do. I love it. It's so good. We have so many commonalities. Like there's so many things as you said, as you were going, um, but two that, are, that come to my heart. Like I had a guest on and she said, it is your, see if I can do this right. It is your attitude, not your aptitude that will determine your altitude. Ooh, that's good. How good is that? Um, that's really good. And I love with your son that you help coach that conversation. My 15 year old and I literally just had almost the same conversation. It's summertime. We live in Florida. Everyone's like getting their beach bodies on with the kids. And she's thinking of maybe being a, yeah, you know, it's like teenage life. She's thinking of being um, a lifeguard and she has a dog walking company. Now like she does a lot of the work herself, but she also um, contracts it out and takes a portion of the profits because she's the one who owns the business. And we've, we've got her through that. So I had her do a similar exercise and I'm like, okay, just for fun, you can do whatever you want. And, like, and Larry, she will go to college, but college is not going to, I want her to go to college for the social interaction and for like the personal development that comes from it. But it is not going to be something that helps her generate her skills and wealth. Like she, I, I, we're having her go like this path of entrepreneur plus, you know, oh, she's kind God. of like, yeah, one one foot in both worlds because she wants she wants yeah. experience but i don't want her to feel like my success in life it will be determined upon my sat scores my this my that like you're going to be successful no matter what this just happens to be what you want to do for a social component so right back to your point we're having the lifeguard conversation and i'm like so walk me through what you know what you make in an hour doing this and she's like well if i am a waitress here i'll make this much if i do this i can make this much here i'm like okay so what is that ROI per hour? She'll tell me. I'm like, great. Tell me about dogs. She's like, well, when I do dogs, I can do three in an hour. I take my scooter and I have my route. I'm like geocoding my route. So I go A, B, and C. And so I'll make 65 bucks in an hour. And she's oh my like, God. my daughter that's literally so makes cool. more than some of the like housewives in her neighborhood. Yeah. And that's, that's amazing. So I'm like, okay. So let me ask you this. If you could do more with the dogs how would you do that and i don't even tell her i'm like she's like well i guess i could get a facebook group she's 15. no 15 year old has facebook she's like i guess i can get a facebook because all of them have facebooks and i could start to take pictures of the them. dogs and i could go onto canva and i can make like a little compilation and then i could like run it as like a facebook post every you know once in a while i could reach out to people and get like you know um have them write like reviews and put it on there and she's literally done all these things i'm like I'm thinking of some of those answers, but instead of giving her my limited vernacular, I'm no. like, okay, how, if you could do it, how would you do it? And then she I just- I love that question. Isn't that so fun? Um, that is so cool. She's a good kid. She's a good kid. Yeah, she is. I mean, that that's amazing. Like, think about that for a second. Like, there's hardly any 15-year-olds that are even thinking about that. They're so- like distracted on TikTok and Snapchat. It's not even on their radar, you know, but like, I just think that's awesome. Good, good for you. This is an interesting conversation. Speaking of controversial conversations. So it's like, you want your kids to have the things, but I'm like you, I'm like, I'm like in between Wim, like Wim Hof method. Like I'm not wanting to go like that crazy exposure, but I do want her to understand, like, we also have a three-year-old, right? So we get to see the difference in the way that they think and take in the world and like try to amalgamate our parenting to like both. But it's like, I want her to have the things, the Snapchats, the stuff, but I understand very easily that a lot of kids, not all kids, but you have to know your kid can get sucked into that world. And now like, 100%. so we had that conversation the other day and um, I pulled it out and we were just looking through, like, obviously you can't see half of it because it goes away. Um, and I'm like, let me ask you something. When you get done a session of this, how do you feel? Yeah, I'm, uh, you know, drifting. She feels like she's drifting. All right, when you get done a session on drop shipping or whatever venture you're, you're helping me with the, the snack, how do you feel? 
she's like, I love it. I'm gaining skills. I feel empowered. I feel like I know stuff that other kids my age don't know. And this makes me feel X, Y, and Z. I get new ideas. And I'm like, which one serves you more? And I told her, I'm like, this, honey, you, you're 15. You're walking around in a world full of 30 and 40 year olds who did not figure this out at 15. So we're having to do it now or finding people like Larry to help us do it. And it's like, if you can figure this out for yourself now, this is the manage your mind. I'm not saying you can't have Snapchat. There is a place for it. And that went into the whole like, um, create before you consume conversation. Yeah. Um, but just, you, you know, you, you don't want to like, I don't want her to like be a militant schedule. I want her to still be a kid, but I just want her to be sure. mindful of these things because how dangerous in a good way or different would your life be or the lives of our children if we could just be 1% more present, Larry, to help them foster these skills, right? 100%. And I think what happens, and look, I, I, think, I think all parents are doing the best job with what they've got. And to be honest, Caitlin, I mean, like, we, our generation of parents, I'm scared for us a little bit. I, I really am because I think, um, do you remember, <laughs> how old are you? I'm 34. Okay, 34. So I don't remember this because I wasn't alive at the time, but maybe like when you were a kid growing up or like just throughout, you know, adulting or whatever, you might've seen this a time or two, but do you remember when cigarettes like in the i think it was probably the 40s or the 50s like when they really really became popular and like even like on time magazine like they even had like your doctor smokes marlboro red so should you like in a way they actually thought cigarettes weren't harmful to your health and then they came out like holy shit like all these people got cancer now right and i i honestly think you know people didn't know what they didn't know back then and I think our generation of parents, me and you, right, we're raising these kids right now in, in, in this digital environment. I mean, this thing right here, right? This is, that's my wife, by the way. <laughs> um, Beautiful. I saw like this, half a picture, but that's awesome. Represent. <laughs> right. So this thing is like a window to the world. It's a portal. Right. It's a portal. It's literally like, I think about it like this. It's kind of funny. Like I think about it as like, we're all like in the matrix a little bit. And this is, we're all in that like little cocoon. And this is the window to all the good things, all the bad things oh, that are exactly. kind of outside that we just can't physically touch. And a lot of things out there are, are just landmines and bear traps, right? And when you give a kid a window to that world and the way that these things are set up, like I'll give you an example. Caitlin, I can't stand TikTok. I hate it with a passion. I actually, I have a TikTok account. I don't even manage it. I don't go to it. I don't even know what's on it. I just can't stand it. And I can't stand it because of it's training the brain to only look at things for like a second. And then that's your attention span. It's like literally shortening your attention span, a whole host of other really bad things. So, you know, with our kids, we, we are the first generation of parents that are raising our kids in this totally unknown environment. We, and we don't even know what the results are going to be. For sure. My 17 and 15 year old, it's more my 17 year old, but he's like, I don't allow my kids to have Snapchat. Good. I have bark on their phone. Bark is an app that, Let's you know, see you all their stuff. Yep. Yeah. Well, I, I don't see any of their stuff except for the stuff that I get alerted to. Got it. So bark just tracks keywords like suicidal ideation, Got alcohol, it. drugs, depression, anxiety, cyberbullying, all that stuff. Adult searches on the internet, that kind of thing. And my kids know this there. I was like, I'll get you a phone, but we have to, there's an agreement that we have to put in place. And here's the agreement. I put bark on your phone. Yep. You will not have Snapchat, not under my roof. You just won't have it. I love it. And I won't, the other thing too, is you can have TikTok, but you can have TikTok, YouTube, all that stuff. But all those apps that basically drain your life away, you can have one hour a day. Cause I kind of look at it as TV for yeah. us, like exactly. me and you growing up. Exactly the same. You know, I was like, you can have it for an hour. And then after that, the app shuts down yeah. and it does. They, they cannot get into it unless they request more time. Yeah. Which my husband the does the same thing for her. Yeah. She doesn't need it but, now, but when she was younger, she did. And like, she, right. she elected to delete Snapchat right now. Cause she's like, I don't like the way it makes me feel. I'm like, sister, hell yes. Good job. Good job, <laughs> man. Don't should worry. Have, you should interview your daughter. Yeah, she's she's awesome. She's gonna she's gonna start doing these with other kids, like of people like it. you, right? Like your type of kids, um, to just get some like minded people together. Because think of you just said it. 
think of the world that they live in. It's unknown for us. We can't, we are not prepared to guide them through what they will face, which is why I'm a proponent of not giving them the answers, but teaching them how to think. And then letting them tap into like-minded people so they understand I'm not the weird one because I'd rather learn about streams of income or um, ways to be of service, uh, servant leadership. That doesn't make me weird. Like she's researching a um, like a climatology science camp that she wants to go do. And, and I'm watching her go through the mental trepidation of like, or I could just do this because that's what all the other kids are doing. And I'm like, girl, is that the life you want? Do you want everyone else's life? Because if so, make the decision everybody else makes. You want to have an extraordinary life? Make decisions for yourself. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a fun it's a fun exercise as a parent to coach people through these things for sure. It is, um, and the fact that your daughter is like making those decisions, it just shows like what an incredible human being that you're raising. Sure. You know, a, a business owner, entrepreneur, dog walking, no Snapchat toleration girl. I love her already. Yeah, she's a, and you know, it's, it's funny. Like, I think if you would have her in front of you, she's so humble because I think she, yeah. like you, like me, like our parents, all of us here, she's figuring it out and she's mm -hmm. deciding what makes me feel good. What doesn't, where do I want to invest my time and energy and, and where don't I? Um, yeah. So I want to share one more story with you because you made me think, yeah. of it. and then I want to ask you one or two more questions before we wrap, because I, sure. I know we're on a time limit. So you were talking about like your family values and it made me think about that there's really no right or wrong, but I love it, it. Like this is totally dependent on your preferences as a family, right? Which you come up with as a family, but I love that you model. And I think it's so important that we, I think it's so easy for parents to parent or talk and it's much less uh, natural to just lead from the front, which you mentioned is something you teach your dads. And I think of, I'm a bit, I, I'm in a corporate like fortune 500 kind of situation. So I always think in terms of like lead and lag indicators and like, it's right. easy to talk. It's a, it's like, it's a lead indicator. You can see immediately the result of it because you're talking. So you feel like, oh, we're all better now. That was great for me. Right. You got the same thing out of that. No, kids don't get crap out of that. It makes you feel good. It doesn't help the situation, but when you can model and, and it might not happen right away. But it, it'll happen. And I'll give you an example. Like my three-year-old, he does the cutest things now because we do family prayer and family meditations. And we'll sit That's and awesome. we do family gratitude. What are you grateful for? He's He just turned three in March, Larry. And he is the one oh now at the, at the dinner table who's like, okay, how, he, literally, I'm not even lying. How was everyone's day? Let's all say what we're grateful for. Um, and my favorite thing that he says now is, it's a great day to have a family just says it randomly during the day. Um, but like that comes from something. And I would never think like, oh yeah, we're gonna make an environment for my kid to say this. We just show up and say, gratitude's important. How do we show it? And then they, they, start to, they start to understand the basics. They become their first principles that our kids now get to go out into the world with. And I'd much rather them know how to do that than to just sit here mindlessly and do that. hundred <laughs> um, percent. Man, that that's just so cool. I love that. It's good. I mean, you 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 said something very similar with your sons too, and it just made me think of it. It's so fun to see these mirrors. Like this is why I love this podcast, and why I love having people like you on because, like, there are so many people out there, and I know, like, I've already had so many um, of our uh, like followers or listeners reach out and say they've hired this person as a coach, or they started to do this person's program, or these two people linked up, and some cool stuff happened. And like, I remember as a YouTube viewer. There was a girl I used to watch on YouTube. It was like a spiritual type of person. And I reached out to her and she responded. And like, I thought that was so cool. I felt like I was finally like getting off my butt and like doing something and like being involved. And that, I mean, that's why we're all here. Like, this is your life. Like we just, it's just, it's here for you to do something with. It's yours for the taking, right? So when there are people like you who are here to serve the servant leadership and like allow your followers to get involved, like, I don't know. I have such a high respect for that because that takes a, a much different level of servant leadership than like selling a product. Right. Um, so that kind of leads me to my other, my last question. Like, I want to know a little bit how you help your dads, what that community looks like. And then if you could just wrap up with where people can find you, because I'm sure this message will resonate with a lot of dads and I know they're looking for people like you. So. 
Oh, thank you. Um, and I just want to just acknowledge and appreciate all the, all the great things you're doing in your family and being able to share it with the world because just by people listening to your podcast and your message, I mean, like, I mean, like even me, like I'm sitting here thinking like, man, like I could have suggested to my 17 year old son to put a, I could have put a Facebook post, um, in our subdivision saying, Hey, does anybody need their dogs walked? Like 65 bucks an hour. Are you kidding me right now? Like that's a, that's a nice little take home for an hour a day. Right. Um, so that's pretty cool. Um, I would, so just as far as like resources go, we have, I, I would say anything that you want for free. And then also the things that you want to pay for. I like to kind of categorize them like that. Cause each one will obviously get you, you know, what, what is it you're looking for? So from a free standpoint, you know, the podcast is free. Obviously we've got a thousand plus episodes that will keep you busy for a couple of years. Um, I always tell people though, um, don't be a content zombie. You know, there, there's three types of people in the world. There's the victim, the content zombie and the executor, the, the victim, right? We all know these people and we've been these people. Um, and, and quite frankly, we're probably a victim in some area of our life, whether it's our fitness or finances or whatever, some, somewhere we're a victim, right? We're telling ourselves a story of why we can't be successful. And then we look for proof. That's what a victim does. Um, tell themselves a story of why they can't be successful. And then they'll, they'll lose their patience on their kids. Like I did and be like, see, I told you I couldn't be a good father. I wasn't raised that way. So I can't be like, look what I just did. That's a victim. Yeah. No excuses. Um, the content zombie, this is where I caution people be very careful about free content that you consume, even podcasts. And I have a podcast, you know, when guys come and join our mastermind, they're like, Oh man, I listen to six hours of podcasts a day. I'm like, why do you do that? Like I used to be that guy too. And what I found was, is I was an encyclopedia that stayed on the shelf and didn't do anything with the information. Love that I just felt better. Right. It just felt better. Right. I'm like, Oh, I feel better. And then you look at your life. You're like, but there's really not a whole lot changing. Yep. And that's because the executor, the third person will then take a strategy and implement it. So if you're looking for free content, um, we have YouTube channel, the data edge, we have the podcast that edge. we even have a free Facebook group. I think we have 20,000 guys and it's called the data edge real, real dads with purpose. And that's just a, it's more of a forum where you can ask questions and, you know, I go in there and we have other guys that go in there and we, we just engage in the posts and that kind of thing, but it's nothing is upfront and personal. Uh, for men who are like, eh, that's great, but I really want more. I want community. I want a tribe. I want strategy. I want skills. I want to get my hands dirty. Yep. Right. These are the guys that I call they're willing to work. Right. If you're not willing to work, this is not for you. If you're not willing to step up as a leader, this is not for you. So we have data edge mastermind data. We call it the data edge Alliance mastermind. This is for guys who are like, you know what? I want to create an extraordinary marriage. I want to be a, a better father. I want to be a more effective leader, right? And even if your life is already good, man, let's make it great, right? Don't wait until your house is on fire, burning down to the ground before you call the fire department. You you do that when you see a spark in the switch. Exactly. So the mastermind, we're going we're gonna to give you real-time skills. Like literally, you get off one of our group coaching calls, you have a new skill. Like for instance, like, we're going to teach you tactical empathy and how to execute that with your wife and your kids. Yeah. Right. Don't, don't be the problem solver. Don't be the guy who's like, Oh, you, you're overwhelmed. You're this, that here's what we're going to do. We're going to do this. 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 Right. Versus like, that sounds overwhelming. Tell me more about that. What's going on. Right. And just be, just be a man who creates space and empathy and just be a freaking ridiculously great validator and listener. That's all you really need to do. But guys don't know that. Um, but that's just one skill out of, 50 that we teach in, in those areas. So data edge Alliance, um, it's 500 bucks for the first three months. And then after that it's $97 a month. Um, you'll be a part of a secured call team. You'll have your same team, your same group of guys, the same team captain, who's taking you through all these skills drills and all that stuff. But that's, that's the data edge Alliance. Uh, one other program that we have, it's, it's for data edge business owners It's for dad business owners. Uh, we call that the data edge business mastermind. We also call it accelerator, but that you have to be a business owner in order to be a part of that group. Like, because, and the reason we do that is because there's a different mindset for a business owner. And there's a different way that you have to feed those guys. And I'm not saying one is better or the other, they're just very different. So, I mean, you know it, and I know it, even if you're in outside sales, you have your territory, you have your own business. And there's a lot of 
physical, mental, and emotional, you know, things that go into that, right? Versus like you drive a truck for UPS and you punch the time card, which by the way, great living too. But the mindset and the needs are very different. So we cater to those needs. That's awesome. I like that. There's so much there. That's incredible. And as you talk, I'm thinking, so iron sharpens iron and accolade right back oh, at yeah. you is like, man, it's just great to see this. Like, I don't see this for moms very often. It's like, I just, it, it makes me so happy that dads are just showing up, right? Like the leaders in our life, they're here, they're working, um, they're, they're sharpening their skills. I love that your programs are skill-based. Um, I've seen a lot and they're all amazing. There's no wrong here, but I love that you teach like actual things to like tools in the arsenal or tools in the toolbox or arrows in the quiver, if you want to go with that analogy, um, to, for dads to have. And then I love that you do business owners because you, yep. you mentioned this earlier with your dad, who's now successful, um, you know, and also a father and had a great successful second marriage and entrepreneur, but I get terrified absolutely terrified larry so I, I am in outside sales i'm also building two businesses outside of that and and have you know done something like that for years now i don't want a lot of the life or the marriage that a lot of these successful entrepreneurs have and the kids that they have so there's the wealthy families who have figured out heritage and that causes generational wealth and i absolutely do believe it's the heritage and the core principles first then the wealth follows um but then there's so many that are like caught in the crossfire and that's like my my underlying goal here is to help people have the courage to be an entrepreneur parent or a homeschool parent or just parent that thinks for themselves basically instead of like a sheeple parent like i think our like mascot is a sheep um like, <laughs> like i really like i'm trying to like have anti-sheep people for, for parents and and have the um but not have the type of marriage and children relationships that so many entrepreneurs have because we're not taught how to do both. So the fact that you have uh, a program to help you do both, like yeah. that is masterful, my friend. And I'm so appreciative that you have that for fathers. It's great. Well, no one wants to build, like, I'll share a quick story with you just in the interest of time and it'll only be a minute. We just had a guy join. He owns an incredible company and he just sold it for $42 million. That's awesome. And he just joined our program. And on the discovery call that he scheduled, I usually, I, so I, I schedule discovery calls with the guys who want to do life with us, especially in that program. And this guy was in tears, $42 million. He's in tears. He has a 10 year old, an eight year old, six year old son, three boys. And I go, why are you crying? Like, what's going on? Like I had talked to him for probably 30 minutes into this and he just broke, just broke. And I go, why, why are you crying? And very empathetically. And he's like, he's like just shaking his head. He's like, you think I'd be happy? $42 million. Like this is, this was what I was shooting for. This is, I was climbing this ladder so hard, mm. like everything, every bit of energy and time I spent, like if I could just do this, if I could sell the company, then I would be happy. Exactly. Right. It's always, if I could do X, then I would be happy. Yeah. And he could barely speak. And he goes, I've lost 10 years with my kids. Exactly. He's like, and I would take it all back. I have goosebumps. I know. He's like, it wasn't worth it. $42 million wasn't worth it. He's like, yeah. once you've made over a certain amount of money, the rest of it just doesn't matter anymore. He goes, I'm just glad that I've caught it while my oldest is 10 because I still have some time. Amazing. And he's like, my, but he told me this. He goes, my boys don't want much to do with me. They only want to hang out with their mom. And it's because I have not invested hardly anything into them. And this guy was one of the most wealthy people I've ever met. And he was a mess because he didn't do the things he should have been doing along the way. And that's what we do in that program. We help the guy. Yeah, we help him with their business. But we're like, hey, you can't, you can't build a business of mortar and stone and then your home be a house of cards. Yeah. Like it just doesn't work because that is going to be your end result. Yeah, or it'll work People, and you'll be miserable. Yeah. You don't come home with a wallet full of money and a house full of strangers. That's one thing we say. I love that. Oh, man. There's so much here. Like this is great. The work you guys do is awesome. I, I'm excited for that gentleman because I know he found the right tribe and he's going to be fine. And you know what? Like kids are super resilient and I'm sure he was now going to show up so intentional 
because of the leadership you guys are helping him develop in himself and because of his life experiences. And this is a perfect place to wrap because um, it's so easy to see the opportunity cost and, you know, hindsight is always twenty twenty. There is no wrong and there's just showing up differently for yourself. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you have to appreciate the ugly. You have to appreciate the, um, the, the valleys, uh, to, to really appreciate the peaks. Right. So I, I welcome those type of stories and I'm so grateful that we get to share and learn from others. Right. So if you're listening to this and that one hit a chord, like take it as your, uh, as your invitation to not have to go through that same life experience and, and to, right. you know, t- tap in because it's really the fueling your family and your heart that'll help build any other infrastructure that you're trying to build. Um, so, so the dad edge and you're just on all the socials yeah. at the dad edge. Everything is the dad edge, even the dad edge.com, the dad edge on Instagram, the dad edge, YouTube, the dad edge on Facebook. I mean, the dad, the, I think it's the real dad edge on TikTok because somebody tried to steal our stuff. And so, but everything, if you just Google the dad edge or my name, my name's not very common, Larry Hagner, uh, I'll, everything will come right up. So That's awesome. Larry, this was really fun. Um, I'm so happy we got a chance to connect. Uh, thank you. Thank you for the work that you do. This is awesome. Um, looking forward to hearing uh, from our from our audience and what they think about it. And parents, you guys know the drill. We, we show up here every week. Uh, this has been the best journey. I've learned so much. I show up differently in my life. Um, I get a bunch of comments from you guys on what you want to see. And I just go out and find people like Larry that are doing amazing work and um, still just a parent growing, right? Just here showing right. up every day. So Uh, You guys know the deal, parents. Until the next perfect time, stay beautiful and stay inspired. Thanks for being here. Appreciate it. Bye, guys.